Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Five seven six seven seven nine eight is the phone number here. Text in nine one three five seven six seven seven nine eight if you would like to weigh in on this first story of the hour that comes to us out of Seattle. Uh, Seattle lawmakers are considering a law that would excuse suspects from most misdemeanor crimes if they can be linked to poverty or mental illness. If this is approved, Seattle would be the first city in the country to have a measure like this on the books. They got input from local public defenders before they put this proposal together. It would excuse suspects from minor crimes like theft, trespassing, or assault, but not in cases of domestic violence or driving where impaired. This is giving poverty or mental illness credibility as a reason for why you might have committed a crime. Yeah, and give you a defense to be able to get out of it. And this, as you might imagine, there are a lot of people from the public defender's office who are very much on board with this because they're sick of pro- they're, they're sick of defending their uh, their clients for stuff like this, for trespassing mm-hmm. and for uh, petty crimes like stealing a loaf of bread or whatever. But to take it out of the realm of Les Mis for just a second, um, we also have the prosecutors who are saying, wait a minute, you want to do what now? (laughs) Hold on, time out. You want to give people the ability to commit crimes for free because they're poor. How are you going to administer that? How are you going to decide which crime can be directly tied to their poverty? Because what if you steal money? What if you do? Is it is that covered? I mean, if you're st- because the the example that they give again is the lame is thing about stealing the loaf of bread. Um, they they said, well, you know, if if somebody if you're hungry and you took that sandwich because you were trying to meet your basic need of satisfying your hunger, we as a community all know that we should not punish that. That's according to Anita Condawall, the King County Director of Public Defense. She says that conduct is excused. Okay, but is it excused if you're poor? If you're poor, you need money. So if you steal money, you're satisfying a basic need to have money that you don't have. So could you say, well, I'm poor, so that's why I stole that money? Or is it just food? Yeah, I mean, to take it a step further, you would have to say, I am hungry because I am poor, and therefore I stole, that's why I stole the bread. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, the very basic 
argument that they're making here. Um, one of my first questions that came to mind is, what if you're a grocery store? <laughs> or what if you are, <laughs> right. the, you know, the, the victim of the theft? Then what do you do to, like, at that point then, don't even make it a crime. At, at that point, just give people the bread. It, as opposed to going to court, just if somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm either going to steal that bread or you can give it to me, well, then just give it to them. Well, not only and that. And that seems ridiculous. Well, it, it, let's take it one step farther. How poor do you have to be? Can you have a job yeah. and earn a salary that is still putting you in below the poverty line? Does that then give you carte blanche to just go to the grocery store, fill up your cart, and walk out? And that's going to make the argument for the government giving those people more so that they don't steal it. Yep. I mean, if that's what we're talking about, that makes the argument for more government assistance so that they're not stealing it and then clogging up the criminal justice system and then we're just letting them out anyway. Yeah, and what they have done, I mean, they say in this article this would be the first time that a law like this had been codified where they said, okay, if you're under a certain poverty level, then these kinds of petty crimes, and it's, it, it is just petty crimes. I mean, they're not talking about being able to kill somebody. They're not talking about stealing cars, you know, not, no felonies. These are all misdemeanor crimes. Right. They just don't want these things clogging up the jails. So they're, or, you know, finding people that don't have any money. I mean, that, that seems kind of weird. Uh, yeah, $500 fine. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll go get that out of my mattress. So it makes some kind of sense on that level, but at the same time, what we've seen in the past is that vagrancy laws have been tossed out or they're, they're just not enforced. Like in Santa Monica, where the mayor back in the 90s said, eh, we're not going to punish vagrants anymore. You want to sleep on right. the street, sleep on the street, whatever. Right. And so if you're going to have a crime on the books that you're not going to enforce or you're just going to toss it out anyway, yeah. then why even have it on the books? Uh, five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight. Uh, we just got this text. I love this. Good for Seattle. I hope it catches on. Let me make sure this isn't somebody just texted an LOL a second ago. Let me make sure it's not the same person. No. Okay. Um, arresting a poor person is not going to do anything for the community except set that person back further. This is a step toward restorative justice instead of punitive. Hopefully the next thing is the community can provide for the citizens who feel desperate enough to commit a crime. Which I wouldn't argue that at all, except to say that leaves the person who was selling that thing out in the cold. They have no justice at that point that they, because somebody right. just stole their stuff and they have no recourse. What do you do for the victims of that theft? Now, if you want to put a mechanism in place where the city that has decided they're not going to prosecute these crimes the city financially compensates the victim for the loss. You know, basically the, the city's taking response. I'm going to use theft because it's the easiest example. Yeah. The city decides we're going to take the fall. Like we take the blame for the poverty, you know, that the person is in because we're not creating enough jobs or we don't, you know, we're not giving out enough help. And so if you steal 20 bucks from a grocery store or you steal whatever you steal from a grocery store, we're not going to prosecute that crime because you're poor we're going to give that money back to the grocery store. I, I could see the city. You would have to have that mechanism in place. So it's like an indirect the, welfare. The city takes liability. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's a, a kind of a retroactive welfare program where, or, or like a food stamps program where you just reimburse them later. 
but that's going to, I mean, you run into a lot of money that way too. And then the city's going to have to come up with yeah. money. They're going to you know, raise taxes or whatever. And people are going to freak out about that. But one way or the other, I mean, even now, if you're a grocery store and somebody steals that sandwich, you don't get reimbursed because they stole that sandwich. Even if they end up going to, to jail right. for it or they end up getting fined for it or whatever, mm -hmm. you, that money doesn't go back to the grocery store. They're still out. Right. And so the only justice is in the criminal justice system, but they don't actually get they don't actually get anything back. No compensation. Uh, five yeah. seven six seven seven nine eight. Uh, text in nine one three five seven six seven seven eight. Let's get a quick call on here before we take a break. Let's go to Lee Summit and see what Phil's got on his mind. Hi, Phil. Hello. What's up, Phil? Uh, not only are they making it a problem for the people who are the actual victims, they're not taking responsibility for what law they're uh, changing. They're just deferring it to where it doesn't look as bad. So the city shouldn't be responsible for it. And what happens when they start taking things from people who are in the same situation that they are, but just happen to have some money or something now? What are they going to do in those cases? Yeah, people stealing from each other. And I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know how they're going to try and work all of that out. And this is just a proposal, by the way. I mean, this hasn't been passed. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is just something that they're looking not at and they close. would like to have happen. Um, yeah. So it, it's going to take gonna a lot. They're not going to try and work it out. They're going to just leave it. And, but, uh, but to what you said a minute ago. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say to what you said a minute ago about you know this being a problem for the victims of those crimes. It's already a problem for the victims of those crimes. That doesn't change, right? But they have no responsibility now. They're getting a break from the city or county or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're telling these other people, "Well, it's kind of like." where they're doing in other parts of the country. Uh, we're not going to arrest you, you know. There's no bond. Uh, you can get out, and there's no consequences. Uh, they need to come up with a better program for the people who are apt to be the perpetrator instead of causing more problems for the victims. All right. Thanks a lot Thanks, for the call. I want to take a break and then I want to shift gears a little bit on the story coming up and talk about the mental illness part, because that's the other part of this proposal. Part of it is poverty. And part of it is if, if your defense and genuine defense is mental illness, which sometimes it is, meaning you didn't know it was wrong or you didn't know what you were doing, then we would let you out on that. We'll talk about that part of the story coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, 1116 on KMBZ. Talk about the story out of Seattle that came to us out of KUOW. The New York Post picked this up. Uh, this is in the very early stages of discussion in Seattle, but they are considering a law that would excuse suspects from most minor misdemeanor crimes if they can be linked to poverty or mental illness. Um, on the poverty side, they're basically using the reason that if kind of as human nature, like being humane, that if somebody takes something because they are hungry to feed themselves, you shouldn't punish that. Now, some of you have some strong opinions about that. We can talk about that more. But the other part of this is mental illness, that they are saying if you, you know, if some kind of mental illness or behavioral issue 
leads you to commit a misdemeanor crime, and they're talking about theft, trespassing, or assault, that is not something they would prosecute necessarily, but it is something where they would get you into treatment or get you into a program instead, but it's not something that they would criminally punish. And I'm looking for examples of where, um, perhaps I don't know mental illness or some of that well enough to know, but what, you know, what are the situations where a mental illness or behavioral issue would lead you to commit theft or, I don't like the idea of putting assault in the same category as trespassing, but, mm-hmm. you know, would commit, would lead you to commit trespassing where you would think, you know, maybe we should let this go. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't either. I'm not anywhere near well-versed enough in mental illness to be able to comment on that and to say anything intelligent about it. But what I can say is, uh, that you know i have known people over the years who suffer from one form or another of uh a of, of mental disorder and i mean it, it can go it can kind of run the gamut of uh you know just a severe uh you know retarded learning disability a mental retardation or uh you know mm-hmm. down syndrome or something like that who may not just who don't get it you know, who don't uh, have right. trouble understanding the whole consequences for actions thing. And because of that, they just don't know. And we'll pick something up off of a shelf because they like it. Yeah. A texter said early on, well, if you don't know the difference between right from wrong, don't go out in public. Well, there's a big, vast gray area there where you have people who are semi-independent, you know, who may be, and, and I'll keep going kind of with your example, somebody who, um, I don't know, maybe has cerebral palsy or which is more of a develop, developmental disability, but has some kind of um, disorder in which they live semi-independently, but not entirely independently. And they, yes, perhaps don't know that putting the you know, the toy in their bag and leaving with it is wrong. Yep. Does it mean they can't function independently in society in other ways? Not necessarily. But is that but somebody you want to put in jail? Right, right, exactly. Is that, yeah, they simply don't know the difference between right and wrong in some areas. Is that someone that should be prosecuted? That's where I agree with this a little bit. I think that person doesn't belong in jail. That person needs better supervision. And perhaps needs to, you know, if it's an undiagnosed mental illness of some kind, maybe that's somebody we need to check on a little bit more or put them in a facility. Prison's not going to help anything. No. And warehousing people and institutionalizing people is something that we've tried to get away from over the years, you know, because there are some things, there are some losses, frankly, that we can handle. Yeah. Five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight. Uh, Some of you are being very opinionated on the text line and the vast majority of you would not vote in favor of this, and that's fine. Seattle is a pretty progressive city. They've had an increase in the homeless population this year by quite a bit, and they're looking at ways to not clog up their justice system with crimes that they're just tossing out anyway. Yep. I mean, that's what they're looking at. They're looking, at. they're looking at space in courts and saying, most of the times, we're not prosecuting these anyway. Why even arrest them and clog up space in our jail system? Let's just agree now, I think you're right, John, going back to what you said about, you know, defining poverty. You would need to put a line and a definition in there somewhere. Yeah. So that everybody's not just out committing theft, because I think they'll, you know, 
it, it's get away those, with it. Right. And, and it sounds, I mean, I would love to see this drawn up. You know what I mean? Rather than just hear uh, some kind of a, mm -hmm. a, a summary or a synopsis of what they're trying to get done here. I would love to see this drawn up so that we can take actual examples from it and say, okay, what are you going to do about this? And it, right. it, you know, it's hard to get that through just a, a brief news article about it. But if it is a serious proposal, go ahead. You know, not not go ahead with the proposal necessarily, but go ahead and do that. Write up the details on it and, and explain how you're going to figure out what poverty is, which crimes we're talking about, what level of crime are we talking about? Because, you know, the Jean Valjean thing, stealing a loaf of bread. OK, fine. What about stealing a pallet of bread? Is that still OK? Right. 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 Is it just you that you can you can steal for? Or can you steal for your family that also is in poverty, you yeah. know? And are we limiting this to just, is there going to be a difference between stealing stuff or do you also allow for stealing money to buy things that you need? You know, is, is hunger the only thing that we're willing to address or are there other basic needs? Because that was mentioned somewhere that if you're stealing in order to meet a basic need, that is something that we would then excuse. But how do you prove that? Okay. And people have different needs. Right. Right. Um, so five seven six seven seven nine eight. If you would rather chime in on the phones rather than the text line, we'll take your calls. And if not, we will move on uh, after we get to news. News is straight ahead on KMBZ. All right, we were talking about the story out of Seattle where they are beginning the stages of considering uh, throwing out basically misdemeanor crimes like theft or trespassing if the suspect can prove they would have to prove it that the reason they committed the crime was poverty or mental illness. We were talking a little bit more about the mental illness part, um, about kind of what, uh, what illnesses we could get into where somebody genuinely would not know that they are committing a crime. Five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight. We'll go to the phones here. Let's go to Olathe and get Glenn on the line with us. Hi, Glenn. Hey, good morning guys. How are you? Great, Glenn. What's going on? Good morning. Hey, so when we talk about mental disorders and things and, and, and what they would be, willing to let go um are they taking into consideration some stuff like depression uh, maybe a, a guy is going through a divorce and losing his kids and he just ends up you know maybe getting a simple assault bumping into a guy at a gas station or something and and then all of a sudden he's catching the case over um if he was able to say hey i'm going through therapy and i'm, I'm having some issues coping with some very dramatic stuff in my life how would they handle something like that I, I, you know, again, I would love to tell you I can't because we don't we don't have the specifics of what it is that they're proposing in front of us. Only that they they want these things to go away, uh, as far as you know, clogging up the court system and all of that. But you're right. I mean, it, it points to another problem with trying to figure out who's going to qualify for this, who qualifies as poor under this to be able to get a pass. And that I just I couldn't tell you. I would like to see more information about it though. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. just was wondering if that was something that they were taking into consideration, not just somebody's going through, I lost my job, so I'm still on a loaf of bread, but hey, I'm losing a lot in life, and yeah, I accidentally, you know, just kind of lost control of myself there for a minute. Yeah. Not that the person would be normally like that. Well, right, and that that may fall under that uh, the, you know the mental illness portion of it because it doesn't necessarily say that that has to be a permanent mental illness. Right. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the call, Glenn. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. If anybody else wants to get in here, Texter says I have a problem with financially fining people for crimes. If you're poor, 
and I have a $2 sandwich, that sandwich is going to cost me hundreds of dollars in court costs. Yeah. Okay. And it's yeah, going to cost the again, system all I, that money. Right. Um, I would want the city, if the city is doing this partially in an effort to keep their courts clear for the bigger crimes, then I would want the city to somehow compensate the businesses for their losses. But like you said before, if somebody steals a $5 sandwich from a restaurant or from a store and that person's arrested, that restaurant's not getting that money back. Nope. They're just getting... Um, you know, just something back for the fact that somebody committed a crime. Yeah, so. the satisfaction, I guess, of knowing that right. that, that guy's off the streets for the next 15 minutes. Sure. Well, and frankly, it's why uh, a lot of stores don't prosecute shoplifters. Because, that, number one, they don't want the attention that you were able to steal something from their store. But they don't want to go through the hassle and, and through the money in the courts of trying to, you know, that's they can recoup that. Yeah, and I mean, listen, a lot of people are also pointing out on the text line, and this is true, this is part of the conversation, that there are already safety nets in place. You know, there are already food stamps, there are already food banks, there are already programs out there that can keep people fed who don't have any money. And there are shelters for people to live in who don't have a place to live. And it's not enough for the people who are in need, especially now. I mean, given the fact that so many people are out of work who never thought they would be a year ago, who thought that they were in stable employment and now find themselves looking down the double barrels of not only not having any employment prospects, but also having their unemployment go away in the fairly near future. And we're going to see this problem get a lot worse for people who were productive working members of society. And what's that going to mean to the amount of theft that goes on and, and you know, to the people who are going to have to who are going to face that choice of what do we do when the food banks are empty and the safety nets aren't doing their job anymore. Five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight. Let's get another caller on here. We'll go to Olathe and talk to Mac. Hey, Mac. Hey, how's it going? Good, Mac. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. I just had a couple points of view on this. I've uh, been in a situation where I was too broke to afford food and, uh, yeah, me too. I've stole, yeah, stole sandwiches, and I actually got arrested for it. And uh, the court fines and everything ended up costing way more than what was originally expected. And that puts you in a situation where you're not able to pay these court fines. Well, then you end up going back to jail, and it just becomes a cycle. And when people get trapped in the cycle, they don't realize it makes it harder for you to find jobs after that. It goes on your renter's history. I mean, that could lead somebody to be homeless. And then as far as the mental illness side, I've been in jail locked up with people that are mentally ill, and they stay there because... They get in the fights. They don't have the assistance they need to get out. And I think our prisons are getting too full of that. And we need to get to the root of the problem, with it, which is the wealth gap in America, and put uh, just better systems in place to help these people out instead of penalizing them financially with money that they don't have in the first place. Yeah, it's it's interesting that people are getting so upset about you know about a meal. You know what I mean? About somebody stealing a meal. So what we're going to do if you steal a meal is we're going to put you in jail where I'll have to pay for all of your meals. Exactly, and that costs you know the taxpayers more money when that could be put into a different program to actually help people get out of the situation. And another thing I find is weird is that these people that are under the poverty line they still end up paying taxes, and instead of the taxes going to the government, maybe it should be put into a separate account for these people that are below the poverty line to help assist them. Very interesting. Very All interesting ideas point. on the table, uh, man. Thank you. Yeah, and Mac, thank you for pointing out that. You know, someone who can't afford food and so they have to steal it, 
then gets hit with having to pay fines that they also don't have the money for further deepening the problem. There's, there's got to be a better solution in here somewhere. So thanks a lot for the call, Mac. We appreciate it. And I don't and know it, if it's it, a different form of punishment, if right. it's a different way to address, uh, you know, I, I don't think you not make it up. I don't agree with not making it a crime, but maybe there's a different way to punish it. And that's exactly where I was going with all of this is that, yeah, identifying the problem is one thing. There's got to be a solution out there, as you said. Maybe this is it. Maybe it isn't. That, you know, just, right. just because this has been posited as a solution or a potential solution to the problem doesn't mean that it is. And it may very well make some things worse. But we are, to what he was talking about, we're always willing to pay to punish somebody before we will pay a, a, in, in a lot of cases, an even smaller amount of money to make sure that they don't do what it is that they're being punished for in the first place. We will never fix a problem yeah, before it becomes a problem. And I don't know why. So is the solution then not this, but put those people to work in soup kitchens or, you know, have them helping other people who are homeless so that that way, you know, I mean, I mean, the answer is jobs, right? The answer is get them out of poverty somehow and, and give them jobs. But the answer is not make them pay a $500 fine for the $5 sandwich that they took. That's not going to help anything. Five, seven, six, seven, seven, nine, eight. Let's go to uh, garden city next and talk to Eric. Hey, Eric, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. Great. Hey, um, I, I just worry about the future of this how someday we could be in a shopping center and a homeless man walks in, grabs a cart, puts a rotisserie chicken in it, maybe some fruit, walks out the door, and everybody's kind of standing around like, why isn't anybody doing anything? Why are you stopping? He comes in here every day and does that. And there's nothing we can do about it because uh, we can't arrest him or, you know, and it could be an everyday deal. And I don't know where that could ever end. It might not. But isn't that kind of scary, though, to think about that? And then over and over again, people are just walking in, grabbing what they want. So what do you do with them? Well, I, I don't have the answer to that, but I'm just thinking that that seems a little bit more that you have to do. I, I don't have the answer. I really don't. But I know that they throw away a lot of food. Yeah. They do do that. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly what these people in, in Seattle are saying is, look, we don't have the answer. What we know is what we're doing now isn't working. And... It, and it's costing a tremendous amount of money that we don't have to spend. So in the meantime, I mean, I can't blame them for trying. I agree with you. I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous to me that you just say, well, some people can commit crimes because they're poor. Where if, if I committed the same crime because I'm, I don't know, Winona Ryder, then all of a sudden I have to go to jail and pay fines for it. It, it, it does sound inherently unfair to me, but I can't come up with a better idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. I just feel like that's a scarier thing than yep. what's happening now. But that's all I have to say. You got it. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Eric. We Bye. appreciate it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.